Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Welcome to episode four of the, f- what is the show called? Twilight Zone episode review with Phoenix West. That's me, I'm Phoenix West. I'm the Phoenix Westiest Phoenix West in this room. Um, not outside the room, though. There's some that are way more Phoenix West than me. Um, so this episode, the 16 millimeter Shrine. October 3rd, 23rd, 1959. That's how you read. Um, okay, someone just drove by on a, a motorbike to their death. I'm not sure if you heard that in the audio, but it was really goddamn loud in my ear. Um, so, this episode is... I'm really glad it's only half an hour, because if this episode was an hour, I would hate it. I would hate this episode. Um, although I shouldn't say that, because... I've seen the hour-and-a-half, two-hour version of this episode entitled Sunset Boulevard, basically. Um, this this episode is pretty much that with the fantasy element added in. Um, and the guy doesn't get laid nearly as much. The uh, Martin Balsam character doesn't doesn't get his dick wet so much in the, uh, in the character, the main character. Um, but this episode, I don't know. I didn't... I didn't it's it's okay. It's just an okay one. It's kind of predictable from the very beginning. You kind of know how it's going to end when she states how it's going to end. The main character pretty much fucking tells you how it's going to end, and then it does. So, spoiler alert, you should watch this first. Um, I, I I always feel like I'm being addicted to the episodes, and I like I like every episode for the most part. There's a couple I don't like, and you'll know when I don't because I'll fucking say it. I like this episode. It's just kind of just bland, you know? It. I think if I didn't love the show so much, I wouldn't like this episode, is what I'm trying to say. Um, this episode's about Barbara Jean Trenton, played by Ida Lupino. Ida, Ida Lupino, who is who sounds like she would be a maid in real life. Like, ah, fucking, where do I have to put my keys? God damn it, Ida. Quit moving my shit around. Fucking Lupino. God damn it. Let's ship her back to Guatemala. Guatemala. I almost said Guadalajara. That still would have worked, right? Um, but it's kind of, she's an aging actress of yesteryear, as they say. Um, she's real big in the, in the 30s. And she's in all these movies, and she misses it. And now it's like 1959, just like it is in the real life in this show, you know? They're, they're playing the real year, which, you know. Uh, move this mic here, sorry. But they they do a good job setting up that she's sad because she does a Howard Hughes meets Gloria Swanson thing where she just sits in a room and reminisces about her old movies and just sits there in what appears to be... She kind of just like masturbates her ego. And it's very, very strange. Because she has this weird masturbation station chair that she sits in. And... She just seriously just watches her own movies, and she's like, oh, I used to be so good, and this is my, my co-stars. She, to be fair, she does compliment her co-stars. She misses them. But she's like, God, I used to be good, and life used to be sweet. And just masturbates her ego furiously. And I do that, too, by myself, only mine is more of like, God, I suck. Why do I suck? And I masturbate furiously. But I don't. I don't have any, any movies, I guess I should say. I, I do that with my books, I guess. Um, I just cry, masturbate, and read them. And, wow, what happened four years ago when I wrote this? Oh, man. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know what happened. The downfall. Oh, my God. And she, her character is kind of like a, I guess, modern-day equivalent would be Lindsay Lohan. And to follow this rabbit hole deeper, um, Julianne Moore just did a great impression of Lindsay Lohan. And I don't know, I don't know if she's going to state that, but she did in Maps of the Stars. The movie's not that great. David Cronenberg movie. Not that great of a movie, but she's amazing in it. And I, sh- I think she gets, you know, like, fucking full-on fisted by John Cusack. I'm not really sure what happened in that scene. Watch that movie, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a little weird. Um, yeah, it's, but she's kind of like this old actress, and she's fading away into obscurity and blah, blah, blah. And first of all, she looks fine. She looks beautiful. She just happens to be a little older. And I, I, I feel like this is more supposed to be appealing to actresses and women who are just feeling like their age gets in the way of them getting roles that they shouldn't, they should still be getting. But you know what happens? You, all right. If you really feel like your age is the one that's stopping you from getting jobs, maybe you should learn how to act better. Because I see plenty of actresses. Meryl Streep has never had a fucking problem. She's never not worked in her life. And you know why? It's not that she's like crazy hot or anything. She's not hot. She doesn't. She's a beautiful woman, I guess. But her talent is why she's working, not because she's pretty and then lost it. Uh, what I'm saying is, it she didn't stop working because she stopped being pretty. She's talented, and that's why she still works. Not because just because she's pretty. Like this, this notion that you stop working because you get old is bullshit. Because fucking Morgan Freeman didn't even start acting until he's like fifty something, I think. Maybe 40, I don't know. But he's older. Like, and the, There's so many examples of that. And it really depends on how talented you are and how valuable you are and how nice you are. And first of all, this woman's a grade-A cunt. She's a cunt. She's such a fucking bitch to everyone. Even her friend, the only guy who helped her, Martin Balsam, his character, who is like in the ultimate friend zone that I've, I've never seen one that this deeply embedded. It's almost like... A, Ah, this weird. She like. She even says, "She's like, oh, what's his name? Fucking, I want to say Martin, but I don't think it's his name. Danny." He's like, she's like, oh, he 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 helps her get a role with this guy, who works at the studio, and blah blah blah. Marty Saul, and then she uh, she's thanking him. She's basically does everything but suck his dick right there. And she's like, oh, in my own, I love you in my own selfish and devious way. I love you. And I'm like, god damn, this guy's trying to get his dick wet so bad. He just wants this woman. To realize um, her career's over and move on with her life and marry this fucking guy. And he seems like he really does care about her a lot. And I'm, I don't know if you do that for friends 29 years into their insanity. Like Howard Hughes had a lot of people that left him. And this fucking guy's still hanging around. So he's got to be in it for something, you know? And I think we all know what that is. So she has him like... What's that? What's the thing called? I'm sorry. I'm spacing. She's like a terrorist holding him hostage, and he's starting to come down with a wicked case of whatever the fuck that's called. I cannot think of it for the life of me. Good God. Um, yeah. We all know what I'm talking about, except me. So that's great. So we're going to move on. She uh, goes and meet Marty Saul, and they have a like a full two-minute maybe, inter- or not interview, uh, meeting. I'm alarmingly sober, and I cannot fucking speak. I just recorded, like, episode three of this show, I don't know, 12, 15 hours ago, something like that, and I did that pretty fucking drunk. And now I'm doing this sober, and I can't remember words. So 
That should let you know where my mind's at, where what I need to be when I record, apparently. Because this, this shit's no good. This is... The sobriety's killing me here. Um, I should stay... I should say... See, I can't speak. In this episode, she should be like a full-on alcoholic. She should be drunk as shit all the time. I think if this were a male actor, like, and just a male character, he would be a vicious alcoholic. Throwing glasses like the Archer family and just, just a fucking lush... Just and that would be a legit masturbation station. He would be fucking going to work. But this this broad seems like she's fine. She just misses the old days. She's other than her being a cunt, which comes out in that meeting I started to get to, where he's like, you know, you you're this role. It's small. And she's like, small, huh? Immediately is on his ass, um, and just starts going to work on this fucking guy, on Marty. And he's like, yeah, you'll be a mother character and uh, not too old. You'll be in your 40s. You're lively. You're very lively. She's like, yeah, alive, as opposed to what? I don't play a mother and I don't play bit parts and blah, blah, blah. I'm a goddamn cunt monster. I am a giant raging cunt. And he's like, he just goes off on her in like this weird slap, like a slam rap where he's like, Oh, you're fucking this and you're that and you're you're no good and you're old and he just kind of goes to town on her. And I think if you sped it up, like the people make those videos where they put like a beat to to audio and speed up the audio and kind of auto tune it, you know. I think you could do that really well with this. And it would it would sound like a yo mama thing, where he just sounds like he's tearing her apart. He's going he's going places that fucking Danny's character wants to go. He's going deep inside this woman with these these arguments and. She he just he takes her apart with no manual. He doesn't want to put her back together. That's right. He just goes. He he just keeps going and going and going. And she gets pissed off and goes home. And Danny's like, "Hey, hey, bitch, come on! Like, don't fucking take that guy seriously. He's a piece of shit." And she goes. And this is the moment when she goes. Like, you can see the switch go from like, um, not well, kind of like depressed to full on lunacy. And she switches it to 11. And she just goes off the fucking rails. Because she goes, Marty saw he doesn't exist. That studio doesn't exist. Not the way they do it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds normal. That sounds like a normal thing to say. She's just saying that the way he treats people, his studio is going to fail. Is what she's saying, really. And then she keeps going down, digging that well deeper. And goes... I just want to close my eyes and pretend it's 1930s again. I just, it just, this world doesn't exist. If doesn't have to exist if I just shut my eyes. Just pretend. Just wish. Just wish it all away. Just be hang up, hang a party with my friends. And right at that moment, you're like, okay, that's how it ends. She's gonna go ahead and do that. How, in whatever world you want it to be, she's gonna do that exact thing. So we all know what this, what this is going. So in this point, at this point in. Just go ahead and you're in for, you're not really in for a ride anymore. You're just kind of waiting for that to happen, you know? It's like when someone spoils a movie for you and then you have to watch it. You're like, okay, I know this is going to end. So you're just looking for that. Like if you find out a main character dies, you're just waiting for that. And nothing else matters because you're not you're going to tune out. You're not even going to think about how good the movie is, how much you like it. You're going to just think about how you know that character gets shot in the head. The Departed. We all know what I'm talking about. The Departed. If someone ruined that for you, you're fucked. Really. Um, so let's see here. She, she says she wants to see all these guys. I forget what their fucking names are. Like Jerry and Steve and Steve Black, I think his name was. And then 
someone else. Who knows? And Danny's character is like, oh, one guy's dead, the other guy's in Chicago, and the other guy retired 15 years ago. So good fucking luck, bitch. They're all dead. And she's like, yeah, I'll leave. She sends him away. And then this guy doesn't just give up on this broad, who's been nothing but a serious cunt to him. I'm going to break the record for saying cunt the most times in a podcast. So here we go. Strap in. Strap on. Do what you got to do. It's going to get sexy. So he doesn't give up, though. He's he's this deeply embedded in the friend zone, and that word I can't think of. Um, oh, why can't I think of that word? It's really driving me nuts. All I can think of is Die Hard when they have a little thing about it in the wrong country and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I really am pissed off. I can't think of that fucking word. I could easily Google it right now, but now I'm like kind of in my own head about it, and it's really pissing me off, and it's kind of like it's going to be a victory um, when I think of it, but I, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I might just lose my goddamn mind like this broad in this episode. So I'm going to keep saying broad and cunt, by the way, this broad cunt whore. Um, I'm going to start saying whore again also. So here we are. Anyway, Danny doesn't give up. He Instead, he goes and... Says he found he found uh, Jerry, I think his name was, at the fucking hotel, and he brought the dude along, and she's she gets all dolled up because she's all excited, and then um, she comes down. She looks fine. She looks great. Yeah, I do her. I don't care. I don't care if she does have a maid's name. I did Lupino. She she's all she's fine, and then she comes down, and then she sees Jerry, and he's you know in his seventies or eighties. And she's somehow caught off guard by that fact. She's this delusional, even though Danny's character has stated that it's 1959 and 20-some years, 20-whatever years have passed, and she cannot do the fucking math on this guy. She's like, who's this guy at first? And then she's like, oh, this isn't the one I wanted. And then she loses her shit, and she kicks everybody out. And this fucking guy has got to be so fucking confused. Because he's like, yeah, she wants to see you. Come by. And he's like, oh, I'll come see her. It's been a while. I'm sure he stated that she's not well or whatever, in the, at least in the car ride over, maybe. He's like, hey, by the way, you're going to see some crazy shit, like jars of urine, fingernail clippings in a jar. It's gonna, you're going to see some weird shit. Just go ahead and prepare yourself. Howard Hughes has nothing on this bitch. Um, but so he gets there, and he's just like, how confused must he be when he's like, you're not, Jerry. Get out. And he's like, I'm 100% Jerry. I own all these supermarkets outside of Chicago. I, I I just retired. That's it. That's all I did. And she's, he's like, oh, if I would have stayed here, I would have lost my goddamn mind. So I'm sure he's not regretting that decision. But she kicks him out, and then she loses herself to the movies again, just stares at it. And then this is when it becomes like a, uh, kind of like an Indian in the cupboard or like fucking liar liar or something like that where they just, she just flat out wishes herself into into the movie, into like into the sixteen millimeter film. I guess is what the idea of the the title of the episode is: sixteen millimeter shrine. So she creates this shrine to herself in her yesteryear days. That was a weird statement. Into the movie, and then and the, you get the title of the episode. There, she literally wishes like, oh, I wish, how oh, how oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, and then sucked up into it just like that. And if that would have worked, a fucking 14-year-old me would be in the middle of the most raunchy orgies all day long. Cause I, and I tried. I fucking tried hard to go into a porno, and it didn't fucking work, okay? I tell you right now, shit don't work. Shit don't work the way it does in Rod Serling's universe. And while we're on the subject of Rod Serling, fucking Danny Wise in this, 
Martin Balsam. I love the actor. He's great. Um, he has the exact same fucking voice as Rod Serling when they speak. So much so that the episode ends. I'm going to go ahead and ruin the ending here. Let's get there. It ends with him going like, like, oh, she gone. And then blah, blah, blah. And he's talking. And then Rod starts the end, like the outro, if you're fucking Dr. Dre, like the outro of the episode to kind of go, that's what happened to that character. That's what happened to that character. Like a weird, and it's the exact same voice. Like if you, I think Rod Sterling just did this role. Or Mountain Balsam just covered for Rod one day. Probably outside smoking or something. But, um, and so far in the season one, I know this is a whole season like this, but you don't see Rod yet. You just hear him. And I'm really, I'm really missing him. I, I like to see him before and after the episodes, you know? It's always fun. Um, it's much better than Jonathan Franks on, uh, uh, what was that, Factor Fiction? Whatever that, Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Remember that show, that piece of shit show? But that I loved watching because it reminded me of this show. But it was like the lamest goddamn episodes. It was basically the Forrest Whitaker equivalent of this of the Twilight Zone, you know? It was, those were all urban legends because you're supposed to guess if it was real or real or not. Did our, did our writers fool you? We'll find out. I'm Don LaFontaine. And then he he literally hosted it, or he did the VL for it, I should say. But Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek hosted it after Brolin quit. That's right, fucking Brolin hosted it. Figure that out. Um, anyway, I'm trailed the fuck off right here. I am somewhere far away. Um, let's see. Oh, the maid. The maid. This goddamn maid. I think her name is Claire or some shit. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Claire. Um, I just made that up if it's not true. Um she goes in after her, and, you know, she feeds her, and she's, like, really worried about her. She seems like a nice, I almost said bitch, or bitch or broad. I'm not sure where I was going with that. I just thought I was talking about Barbara still. She goes in there, and she's like, you know, and she screams, and she drops a tray full of all these, this china, you know. And then fucking Marty gets there, or not Marty, Danny gets there, and he runs in. And then they find her, and then if you look closely, the chair where she used to sit all the time looks like it has, like, bottles of lube. On the side table. It just looks like, seriously looks like a masturbation station. It looks like Jason Siegel's little chair in I Love You Man, where it literally is a masturbation station. Condoms and shit. It just looks like that. It looks so fucking weird. And I'm like, this is what I would do with my days if I didn't have to struggle to work and find money and pay for things. If I if I just worked a solid career in making weird f- fucking romance movies like this bitch did, I could, I could totally sit there and jerk off all day. Just all day. No loved ones. No Nobody around. A maid to come in and bring me like a warm towel to fucking wipe the lube off my balls. I'm sorry, I'm getting real graphic, I know, but that's what it looked like. It, it really threw me off. And I really want that maid to do that for me. That would be great. Uh, no, no eye contact, though. That's a Absolute rule. I, just the same as my hookers. I don't want any eye contact. It just freaks me out. This is how I am. They look like they're looking in your soul. And then what are they, what are they, what, they don't have a soul. What are they? They don't know what it's like. Prostitutes aren't people. We all know that. Um, so Danny turns on the projector, the 16 millimeter film projector, and he sees, and they just kind of stare at it horrified, and you don't really see what happens for like a full fucking, full fucking minute. Seriously, it's weird. And, uh, Ends up being that, you know, there's a whole fucking party there. And then she's all like, all 15 of her goddamn male co-ho, or co-hosts, what? Uh, you know, actors that she worked with, uh, whatever the word is, yeah. 
Um, they all, they're all there in character. You know, like they're all dressed up as the character she loved them and wanted them to be. And blah, 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 just like the old guy wasn't. Jerry from earlier, he was not. Still fucking 30 and had a mustache and safari hat and whatever the hell he's wearing. Pencil thin, weird mustache, like a Cary Grant one. And then um, they're all partying and then they all go to leave the room. And uh, fucking Danny's like, Barbie, come back, Barbie. He did the Twilight. One of the Twilight Zone cliches is a man screaming, just yelling, just like a goddamn lunatic. You'll get that a lot. I remember there's one episode from late. Uh, we'll get there eventually where the guy goes, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I forget what episode it is. It's where the guy wakes up and he's not him anymore. And uh, and he starts, he's like, I'm me, damn it. And then jumps out the window and it's fucking glass. Like it's not open. It's not an open window. <laughs> but he just dives out the fucking window and takes off running. And it is fucking funny. But like that's a, the show has a long history of, and this, I think this one isn't, doesn't start it because the first episode did where he's going, yeah, where is everybody? But like where they just yell their dialogue to nobody. And it is funny every time because I feel like that was their way of acting. Like they didn't do any, you know, characters. There's no real character actors yet. There was like goofy ones. Like there was some funny ones. You know, you got, you got your, Comedians did it. That was basically it. But like anyone else, if you're an actor, you're serious. And I, I sit here and I smoke and I say my dialogue and I'm sweaty, and I'm very calm. And then I will yell when I want to express emotion. Okay, like, and only I did a warm up there, like a warm up to yelling. And they just go, and I will tell, let you know. God, this is how it works. Like this is it's one or ten. There's nothing in between. Oh, the rest of it's. I'm going to talk like this, and we're going to move on, and here we go. But he's yelling at this bitch, and she turns around because she hears him through the portal. And it's basically um, Last Action Hero did this, I guess. So I guess thank this episode for what Last Action Hero did, if you if you hate that movie. Ooh, Schwarzenegger and Danny Manning, I believe is his character. I can remember a character from a movie from 93 that Schwarzenegger's in. But I can't remember what Stockholm Syndrome is. I just thought of it as I was saying that. Stockholm Syndrome. That's what Danny has. Anyway, she's yelling, or he's yelling, and she's like, bye, and kisses her hand. And she goes, and I'm like, she's going to get fucking railed. Just fucking, this is an orgy. She has all these guys in, you know, from their younger days, and they're all attractive because they're all actors, and they're all going off to the pool or whatever the fuck they're going. They're going to do some coke. I know it's the 50s or 30s in her mind, but Coke was around, and they're going to get fucking just obliterated, and they are all going to split her open. And she is going to love it, because she missed this so fucking much. She's like a fucking dick fiend, and she is just going to come back torn apart, walking funny and just not not there all the way, and she's never going to have another lover in her life that doesn't, does, not going to touch it, you know? She's, she's done. She's off the dick after this. I appear to be off the track again. Um, that's an all right episode. I'm done talking about it, really. I'm, I'm fucking done. Um, I do love Martin, some ba- Martin Balsam. I almost said some Martin Balsam. I love Martin Balls. Um, he's a great actor as far as Twilight Zone goes. I love, there's a lot of Twilight Zone actors I love, but they don't really do much. They just, like I just said, like I said they just 
calmly state the dialogue. He's in a later episode where he has these mannequins kind of things, and they become real. And I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think it's an hour episode, though. Oh, what's that episode called? I'm never going to remember it. The New Exhibit, I believe it's called. Um, I don't know how I know that, but I do, because that's what I do. Um, anyway, so go to loiteringwonderland.com. Loiteringwonderland.com. I always have to say it twice because I slur the shit out of it because it's hard to say. So go there, check out my books. Um, I got Full Circle, a book of poetry, but it's a fun one. Um, lots of cursing. Um, second one is called 100 Things That'll Burn in Hell. That's right. It's a it's a comedy book, so that's fun. And you know what will burn in hell. You know what not to you know what not to do. Um, originally written in 2008, and I did a 2015 update to it. I added like I don't know 20 or 2,500 words or something like that. Where it's just it's all updated because some of it's out of date because it shows like Yo Mama and like Next Telephones, which are all fucking gone now. But I make fun of them, how outdated it is already, so it's fun. So check that out. Third book, um, Eyes of Storm. It's about a Aging gangster in the 1950s. Here we are. And he goes back to the 20s. So it's kind of similar to the, th- the theme of today's episode. Um, and then the fourth book is Fairy Tales from Hell, the second in the line of poetry books. It's kind of a sequel to Full Circle. And that one is not on Amazon, though. Those are on the website. But if you go to Amazon, you can get those first three for $5, and they work in your Kindle and whatnot. Um, but if you don't have a Kindle, go to the website because they're much better formatted because Kin- Amazon's a fucking asshole, pretty much. But $5, no matter what way you do, no tax. If you go to the website, there's no tax. Um, do your tang. Listen to the shows. Learning Wonderland. Um, the fifth, it drops on the first of every month. Excuse me. Phoenix West show every Monday. LAW Improv Theater every Friday. Twilight's an episode. Whatever the fuck I want. So there you go. There's the rundown. And uh, seriously, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, pass this on to your friends. And let them know, hey, Twilight Zone's on Netflix, and they can watch that and listen to this and call it good. So until next time, I'll be lost in the Twilight Zone. And by that, I mean I'm going to go build that masturbation station with a you know, 16-millimeter projector and work on my wishing my way into pornos because it has not worked so far. I even tried gay porno. It didn't work either. I even did it wishing with a lisp, and it didn't work. It really doesn't work, and I, 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 Rod Serling's dead. I can't call him to figure out how it works. I don't know how to do it, so I guess I'll just fucking I'll keep working on it. I'll let you know how it goes. So until next time, I'm Phoenix West. G- goodbye, citizens.